Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Selena O'Grady is our special guest. Get ready to learn about the Muslim world, Christianity, Judaism. We're rolling out all three to find out about the name Intolerance. She has a book called In the Name of God, The Role of Religion in the Modern World. Welcome. Thank you, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Well, this is some scholarship that you have here, and a lot of research went into it, historical names, dates, and uh, we're going to find out really what is going on <laughs> with the Christianity, Judaism, and uh, the Muslim world uh, as far as there's a lot of range here uh, intolerance, or I should say tolerance, you know, how can we coexist? Or as we say here in the USA with Rodney King, can we all just get along? Yeah, so that's the major difficulty. And so this book took me about five years to write, and I cover about 1700 years. And the reason I started it was because I, I feel what I think the whole of the West 
feels, which is an absolute puzzle about um, religious uh, traditionalists, I would say, that we face today, especially in Europe, where we sort of consider ourselves, I think wrongly, um, a sort of post-Christian society. And so that's why I started writing this book, was to look at how both the Muslim and the Christian worlds dealt with tolerance and treated their religious minorities. Yeah, it delves into some interesting areas as far as assimilation, which I thought was interesting, uh, starting with uh, Judaism, where they initially wanted to, you know, stick together, have their own group, if you will, you know, their own sect, and you mentioned their own place uh, as well to worship Jerusalem. Um, but then they have to, a lot of different kind of things happen. You're like almost a, a sociologist here in order to assimilate in the culture. Um, you have to take a minority status or how does that work where you have to take a a look you have to be able to blend in and get along but uh, it had some far-reaching implications well you see i think the fascinating thing um with the jewish religion is that they lacked a home they lacked a country um for a huge part of their existence the only reason the only way that they could keep together was in a way by having a very very tight community where their God looked after them and said, I will look after you if you follow my rules. The problem with that is precisely if you live in an empire, as Jews did in the Roman Empire, how do you obey the rules of the empire and yet keep your own religion? And in a sense, that's what all religious minorities always find, which is how do you keep your religion when you're in a country which doesn't actually, uh, where the majority don't believe your religion. So I think there's a, there's a hard balance to take between assimilation and difference. And the, different, the difficulty is that you, you trespass always between those two. So, Selena, a lot of uh, work went into this scholarship, five years. You know, you're researching, of course, there's, you, you have five years just to research Judaism or Christianity or the Muslim world, but all three combined. All three. And it was, I mean, I worked, my poor children and my poor husband, because I worked every hour that God gave me, um, including weekends. So it, it was, but it was, I mean, I loved every second of it. It was utterly enthralling because it taught me so much that I never, ever knew. Well, you have an interesting background, first of all. Okay, so you're in the UK and your dad is Catholic. Your mother was Jewish. That's right. And, yeah, and so She interesting. converted, actually. She converted to Catholicism. But okay. by, by heritage, her mother was Jewish. But what I find interesting is the background, uh, the impetus, if you will, you know, for you having such a, uh, a love affair with, uh, with religions as far as study goes and historical context is, uh, was, I don't want to play psychiatrist or anything, but, it, you know, it seemed like you didn't really understand where she was coming from. You knew that she was uh, heavily involved uh, in, a, in a spiritual sense, but uh, some, how did that drive you to, to take more of an interest in wor world religions? She was, in a sense, like the men who wrote the Declaration of Independence and the American Constitution, i.e. she believed in the, the main principles of her religion, but not in the details. So just mm. like Washington, etc., would, would call themselves deists, they believed mm -hmm. in God, but they didn't believe in the Trinity or the transubstantiation or whatever these minutiae of religion. They simply believed that God was good, and that was just about it. And of course, there is a problem with that, which is, you know, um, it's, it's pretty wishy-washy. 
And you don't know what happens when you're faced with moral dilemmas, in a sense. Well, it, either way, it, it got you interested. But <laughs> you know, you're me, kind of wondering, was... hey, mom's interested and dad's interested. And, and uh, from a historical perspective, I think that either way, when people have such a, um, a high belief in something, that must have been maybe something that, you know, why do people, even if it means wars, which is something that you mentioned, it got very bloody in history. Uh, there were a lot of wars. And it also surprising when people think of, you know, religions being so peaceable, but uh, yeah. historically there wasn't as much peace as people would think. And you delve into well, that as absolutely. far as uh, in the name of God, of course, there were wars, Christianity, Judaism, and the Muslim world. And that's a, a large part of my book is the fact that though, of course, toleration is far better than persecution and massacre, um, that for really throughout the pre-modern world, that is until about the 16th century, in both the Islamic and the Christian world, everyone thought that if you were tolerant of other sects or other religions, you were allowing people to think, to believe in terrible things. You were actually saying, you are that, you know, you can go to hell your own way. So it wasn't in Europe until the 17th century that we started thinking of tolerance as a good thing. In fact, it is wonderful Roger Williams um, who founded Rhode Island Colony, who really started, in a sense, perhaps, started the ball rolling, that tolerance was a supremely Christian virtue. One other thing that I'd love to say, which is simply that not only did they think that these Christian and uh, Muslim rulers think that um, tolerance was bad, but the fact is that, as my book shows, I hope, T tolerance isn't that great. It's better than being killed, but there is still something essentially wrong about it, which I go to great lengths to explain in my book. So you're a half full person. It's better to <laughs> it's better to have tolerance <laughs> than to be killed. You're 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 a very positive person. But uh, hold that thought in just a minute. The Selena okay. Grady, our special guest, the author of the book "In the Name of God: The Role of Religion in the Modern World: A History of uh, Judeo-Christian and Islamic Tolerance," and uh, we're going to come right back. We want to learn really about assimilation. How do these different groups—Christianity, Judaism, and the Muslim world—how do they assimilate in our society? Right after this. Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz with Redemption Press here. Are you a coach, pastor, blogger, small group leader, thought leader, ministry or industry professional with a message that could benefit others? If so, we'd love to help you produce a professional book that can open new doors and be an impact to other people's lives. We'd love to hear about your idea and see how we can help with our personalized writing coaches and professional editorial team. Visit redemption-press.com. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Every day, over three and a half million children walk, bike, and ride to a Christian school. 
every day. But many of our schools are in danger of closing. Our Christian schools are too important to our children, to our families, and to our nation to let that happen. Christian School Management at christianschoolmanagement.org is dedicated to the health of our Christian schools. Contact christianschoolmanagement.org to help your Christian school fill and stay filled with children impacting our nation. Start your fragrance line and make money with bostonperfumery.com. Design custom cologne or perfume using natural ingredients. Imagine 10% butterscotch, 20% sandalwood, and 70% vanilla dark. Choose any scents and any percentage from the Boston Perfumery Sun Chart, then name your custom fragrance. Visit bostonperfumery.com. Again, bostonperfumery.com. Everyone deserves a signature scent. All right, we're back with Selena O'Grady. She's our special guest in the name of God, her book. And uh, religion does play a role in the modern world. And we find out that, that there are some historical consequences that uh, we don't always have love. There is a bloodshed in the name of God and, and religion and so forth. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how did these groups assimilate? There was a movie by Spike Lee called Do the Right Thing, where he showed in Brooklyn this microcosm of how the Italian heritage, um, uh, Spanish or uh, Puerto Rican and, uh, and the Caucasian, how do they all get along? And, uh, and you do this, of course, from a historical uh, perspective. So where would you like to start? Because uh, you look around, there is uh, this Christian culture, Muslim, and also Judaism. And so where do we begin? Well, I hate to say this, Michael, but I wanted to begin in the seventh century. And that is when um, the Ar Arabs from the desert, from Saudi Arabia, from all that Arabia, burst out of Arabia and conquered two of the most sophisticated empires in the world. That's most of the Eastern Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. What they found is that these people were on the whole pretty illiterate, but they were conquering peoples, um, monotheist peoples, Christians, Jews, Zoroastrians. And, they and these people were extraordinarily sophisticated, good administrators and good traders. And the Arab invaders, conquerors, desperately needed their help. And so they came to an agreement, which is now called the Pact of Umar, but it was probably a series of agreements, in which those monotheist groups were allowed by the Arab Muslims to continue to practice their religions without being killed, but on condition that they paid a special tax, but perhaps far more than that, that they agreed to certain um, regulations. And those regulations epitomize to me what I think of as tolerance, i.e. they had to recognize their inferiority to Muslims. So they weren't allowed to build a house that was higher than a Muslim's. They weren't allowed to ride a camel or a horse because that would put them on a level with Muslims. They had to rise whenever a Muslim came into the room. And they even had to wear, in the ninth century anyway, yellow badges to distinguish them from uh, Muslims, and that, as we know all too well, alas, um, was picked up by the Nazis in the 20th century. So the fact is that it was tolerance. It was allowing people of different religions to live together. But it was definitely saying, you people of these different religions, you've got to accept your inferiority. And that is what I think is, is desperately wrong with 
tolerance. Why I think we are progressing to something much better than that. We all have these presuppositions, I suppose, wherever you go, and you see these different religions, you know, and you see a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, you see uh, in society, you know, and people make up their own mind and and so forth, but uh, we interact every day. And uh, it, it reminds me, I mean, when I think of the church, okay, it's uh, this is a very, uh, the Bible is a very Jewish book. You know, yes. it's, it was written. And so yeah. uh, one of the things I feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place, per se, is that the heritage of society, that is, uh, you can't, uh, you have to factor that into the church. That actually plays a part of how they think of Jewish people. When they mention the Jews in the scriptures, um, they're, <laughs> they're thinking of all of them, you know, rather than yeah. a certain sect or the Pharisees and so yes. a lot of presuppositions, you know, presuppositions exist. You know, I'm a Jewish Christian, and people who know the um, <laughs> who know the scriptures say hallelujah. They're happy about that, but others kind of give you a, a second look. There is a lot of uh, pain from these uh, wars, uh, in particular. Does does that leave a mark? How much of a mark does that leave in society? Because you know, you you always think of Christianity as far as. Uh, peaceable people, loving people, uh-huh. and then when you read it historically, as far as the, the mark that it leaves, uh, what does that do to uh, the religion of, uh, of Christianity, Muslim, and, uh, and Judaism? Does it, how much of a mark does that leave, and what yes. kind of effect does that have on society? Well, I think it is absolutely remarkable that, that in, the, in the sort of pre-16th century world, Muslim, the Muslim world's record on tolerance was so infinitely better than the Christian world's. Um, and we know that because of the persecution of the Jews. Um, and does that still, does that, is that still an unease? Yes, I think absolutely, yes, it is with Jews and Christians. And I, I think, you know, with, with, there's always an unease of these tolerated people. That's the problem with toleration is that you're tolerated. And the fact of toleration, what's so wrong with it, is that, one, it's based on dislike. I.e., if I said to you, Michael, um, you know, I tolerate you, I think you'd probably be rather offended. Um, (laughs) I get that a lot. Look, I kind of don't like (laughs) you very much, but I'll put up with you. So that's the problem. And the fact is, as we know also, that that toleration can slide so quickly into hatred. So tolerance is such an unstable quality to base your society on. What made you go in that direction, though? As far You could have chose anything to talk about, but it was tolerance. What made that the main subject in your book? Um, especially because our, our Western societies are based on tolerance. So I then thought, well, let's look at the history of tolerance. And I then discovered, well, actually, it's not so great tolerance. And we can do better than that, which I think we can, thanks to um, the Enlightenment, actually. Christian-based, of course, the Enlightenment. Nonetheless, the great Enlightenment values um, proclaimed by the great and wonderful um, Declaration of Independence. Well, when we come back with Selena O'Grady, our special guest, in the name of God, her book, The Role of Religion in the Modern World, A History of Judeo-Christian and Islamic Tolerance, we're going to find out, is there a clear-cut winner, Judaism, Christianity, Muslim? Find out who's the most tolerant right after this. The world and everything in it delivers sound journalism grounded in God's Word through a daily 30-minute podcast. From essential headlines to feature stories to international news straight from the field. After only one or two listens, you'll wonder how you got through your daily routine without it. Listen anywhere you typically enjoy podcasts. 
or by going to wng.org slash podcast. Okay, we're back with Selena O'Grady and her book, In the Name of God. If you like history and you want to find out the role of religion in the modern world and, and just track it all from Judeo-Christian and Islamic tolerance, this is the book for you. A lot of people have lauded it, applauded it, um, because a lot of work went into this, once again, about five years of, uh, of scholarship. So is there a clear-cut winner? Is there in society today when you, when you think of uh, tolerance? No, absolutely. I mean, nor would I want there to be actually, because as I because as I argue in my book, I don't think tolerance is the right thing that we should be praising or looking to be as a society, because I think it is based on dislike. It's based on superiority and inferiority, because the tolerated have to accept that they're being allowed to exist, as it were. So I think we can do better than that, and I think. Um, I think all of those religions have the most wonderful principles, um, but I think the, the problem with monotheisms, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners will hate me for saying this, but there is to some extent a, an intolerance built into them, which is that my God speaks the truth and therefore your God can't. So you go, you go even further. You go in to say that you must be evil if you don't believe in my God. Well, to some extent, yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. And Michael, just one other thing, which is I do think that coronavirus, however miserable it has made us all, also there is a really optimistic sign in it. And that is that across the globe, our societies from the United States to um, Indonesia are prepared to damp down their economies, almost to destroy their economies for the sake of preserving all our lives. Mm. And that includes the, the old and the frail, the, the, the people who are most, who are least valued probably in the West. But yet, for the sake of their lives, we are prepared to go through a huge amount of privation, both now and in the future, which I think is an extraordinarily wonderful sign that we're moving beyond tolerance to... Um, you know, uh, liberty, equality, and fraternity. It really is an interesting uh, subject all around the world, how people are dealing with it. Um, you know, it's it's not, I wonder how the Swedes are doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about Judaism, <laughs> Christianity, Muslim, but the Swedish yeah. thing, that's, that's a whole different, uh, well. That's a whole different thing, but we won't know yet. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing is we'll have to wait for quite, quite a while to see how they do compared to the UK or compared to the real lockdowns. Well, you mentioned something in your book. You say, uh, if I have it correctly, that a lot of times uh, Jewish people would have to actually become Christians or more Christian-like in order to survive uh, in society and that it started out that they were kind of all sticking together as their one group, much like you see the Orthodox Jews in, in Brooklyn. Yes. A lot of times people stay with their, their sect, if you will, um, but what do you mean by that, that you have to be more Christian-like in order to make it? You try, as the assimilated, you try to get to be as part of the majority group as you can, but you can never rely on, on your acceptance. Okay, we're going to come back with remaining thoughts with our special guest, Selena O'Grady, her book, In the Name of God, The Role of Religion in the Modern World, A History of Judeo-Christian and Islamic Tolerance. We'll be back. We're going to learn a lot more right after this. Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary believes that every Christian has a distinct calling and that he or she must boldly respond to that call. Charlotte Christian specializes in equipping the adult learner in all degrees 
degrees are available both online and on campus. Degree fields include urban Christian ministry, biblical studies, pastoral studies, and more. So whether you are called to full-time ministry or as a co-vocational minister, Charlotte Christian can help you. Visit us at charlottechristian.edu or call 704-334-6882. Christians in Action Missions International is actively accepting applications from those desiring to win the lost at any cost. We've been sending long-term missionaries throughout the world for 62 years. We emphasize intentional personal evangelism, equipping disciples, and planting churches among the nations. We empower national leadership to demonstrate and declare the love of God to the unreached. Journey with us as we take the gospel to the world. Log on at cinami.org. Org. That's CINAMI.org or call 559-370-4103. Okay, we're back with Selena O'Grady. She did a lot of research in this book and people love these uh, historical perspectives, but you'll learn a lot about the Muslim world, Christianity, and Judaism because uh, you have to peel back the layers of history to find out what lies and there's bloodshed and war as well as peace and and how do we assimilate in this society and uh, are we still trying to figure that out are these uh, three groups still trying to figure out how to assimilate or have they figured it out yet no i'm not sure whether um whether traditionalist religious as opposed to the modernist religious ever will be able to figure it out precisely because they believe in their scriptures as being the exact word of God and therefore has got to be followed faithfully. Um, and that can may often come into contradiction with the society in which you're living, where the majority either have no religion, allegedly, or, um, you know, have a very sort of modernized version of it. After doing the research uh, for the Muslim Christianity and Judaism, can I ask you if you had to cherry pick some of the more favorable parts of every uh, religion, what would you say that you liked about each one? The the absolute beauty of of Judaism for me is um, from the Jewish Bible, which is the Book of Job. And I think as an explanation of why it's so unfair that this stuff happens to you and evil happens to you, it's, it's incomparable. Um, Christianity seems to me, although it's very hidden, certainly pre-modern Europe, um, the love, the, the message of love. And I would say in, um, in Islam, it's charity and justice. So charity seems to be such a huge part of Islam, as is um, justice. And I think those are all the most, you know, all of those are just the most wonderful, superb principles. How do we all just get along with each other? We think differently. We have different values. Um, and uh, and everyone's scriptures, well, I'm, the Christian and Jewish, you know, they're supposed to be the same, pretty much the same scriptures with the add-on of the New Testament. You've been a, a real joy. And uh, in the end, with uh, the research, what would you like uh, our audience, your readers, to know about your book? And how can they get your book? Ah, well, um what I would like them to know about it is that tolerance actually, we, we need to be suspicious of tolerance and that it's not that it, we want to praise human dignity, human equality, but not tolerance because that is putting a group that you tolerate down. It's saying you're inferior and I'll put up with you. Um, and that's the major thing I think I would like to 
to readers to come away from. But also, I think I just would like them to enjoy it because it because there is so many extraordinarily enjoyable anecdotes in the book, even though it's about tolerance and intolerance, which you'd think would make you miserable. But actually, I have to say, though I wrote the book, it is fascinating. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, but it's, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> It's good. You're, you're getting giddy over your own book. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. It's the, it's the quarantine. We've all been quarantined. You got to get this book, you know, and stay yeah. in quarantine a little longer and read it. But Selena O'Grady, Selena O'Grady, our special guest, she was a television producer for BBC One's moral documentary series, Heart of the Matter, Channel 4's live open-ended chat show after dark, was also a producer on Radio 4's history series, Leviathan. Uh, she's been a wonderful guest, and I guess uh, the crux of the matter, I guess we can leave on the note of Scripture, which uh, the most important, if you look to uh, you know Deuteronomy, of course, and in, in the, the Gospels, to love the Lord thy God with all thy what, mind, heart, soul, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's a good way to leave, right? Yes, and Michael, thank you so much. You made that so enjoyable. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america beardynamic.com and by vocal booth to go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors audio professionals podcasters producers and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients it's your go-to place for sound treatment soundproofing portable and mobile vocal booths visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information and Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.